What's good people? Welcome to another episode of Lead Your Legacy with me, David. Presented by Elliot Shepherds, this podcast is about discovering your purpose, developing your hopes and encouraging you to serve. Using my experiences in leadership, education and personal development coaching, I aim to inspire you to live your best life and lead your legacy. On this episode, I'm talking about masculinity and why it's in a crisis and why it needs a cause. So on my Instagram the other day, I put up a survey on which topic to talk about between Brexit and Gillette's advert about being better men. And better men won 100% of the votes. And so here we are today. Now... For those of you who haven't seen the advert, Gillette have put out a new advert that looks at toxic masculinity, the impact of the Me Too movement, and how men can do better and be better on a more consistent basis. And one of the things that really interested me about the advert is the um, the the responses. To the advert whether it be the youtube likes and dislikes or general um commentary about the advert on twitter and facebook and general conversation and it seems like a lot of people were triggered by the negative stereotypes which is good it means in one way shape or another you know that this reflects you um but the dislikes also made me think well do men think that we're doing okay generally speaking because there's a lot more dislikes than there are likes. And I think that's because, from what I've understood, they believe that the advert paints them negatively, which I think if you watch all of it, you, you'd be hard-pressed to truly think that this doesn't make... this doesn't reflect men positively and also give them the challenge and the call to action to do better. And so... Upon that, it made me reflect on a book I'd read called The Boy Crisis by War, uh, Warren Farrell, um, who I think also wrote Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. And it's a really, really interesting book about the state of men, manhood, um, how they impact and affect society, and also about boys especially, obviously. And it raised three things that made me really really reflect on what some of the issues are but it also made me realize that there's three general i would say answers or solutions to making things improve and be better so we'll start off with some of the statistics and data that some may say paint us in a bad light but also just fundamental facts and what i will say is this i've also made this in reference to the uk so here we are first and foremost um, it looks at prisons and general crime and also terrorism. Now, <clears throat> of the approximately 85,000 prisoners we have in the UK, 79,000 79, of them, or to be fair, nearly 80,000 of them, are made up of men. This is in 2018. 80,000 men make up the majority of the prison, overwhelmingly the majority of the uh, prison count this is in comparison to just over or just under 4,000 
um, women, right? So you've got 80,000 men and just under 4,000 women. Now, what this costs the UK government is an, is an average of £6 billion a year. That's just off the male population. £6 billion a year it costs the UK government um, because of male crime. When it comes to parenting, we've got 9 out of 10 single-parent families are parented by women. Now, this accounts for... The single families accounts for 15.4 million families in the UK. Of those single parent families, 13 or just under 14 million of them are parented by women, single women. Once again, overwhelming majority. And then lastly, suicide. Um, now, this is in terms of committed and completed suicides, not attempted. Um, because I believe that would not believe the stats are different in terms of attempts, but in terms of committed and and, and finishing, um, four out of five suicides are committed by men. In two thousand seventeen, that was four thousand, over four thousand men alone had committed suicide. That's fathers, brothers, uncles, sons, nephews, friends, boyfriends, colleagues all have committed suicide it's 4000 and so you can see immediately where a lot of the problems lie there is an there is an issue here with purpose the male experience and just i guess general the general brotherhood shall we call it and so this got me thinking about some of the answers to improving masculinity not just here but across the world and I think the first thing that came to mind was that men's purpose is, or hasn't changed, it's just adapted. And I think if we're honest about it, we're struggling. The 21st century is very different to, I probably say, the 20 that came before it, especially the first 19, because before we were a lot more industrial. Um, there was a lot more industrial services. There was a lot more wars going on, right? So when it came to men's general purpose, which of provide, defend and elucidate, which means to make clear or explain, then <clears throat> that didn't really happen. Or it's been, it, we've been struggling with it now. We're struggling with what it means to be a man, let alone what it means to be British uh, in today's day and age. So, and there's, I think across the world, there is generally a huge identity crisis. So, for me, from what I've observed, when it comes to men's purpose, the ability to provide, the ability to defend and the ability to make something clear, whether it's your own sense of purpose or to or kind of teach or provide wisdom in a way, is being eroded. We're not doing it as well. And this also links to the next two points I'm going to make, but we'll hold off on those for now. So for me, when it comes to men's purpose, not changing, but we need to adapt and we're struggling, is about being accountable and taking more responsibility for each other. And if we're finding that difficult, at least for ourselves, being those role models. Um, this is going to be a bit crude, but it's also true. Leading from your purpose and not from your penis. Now, I say this for two reasons. When you work with young boys or you, as I have, coached young young boys and young men, um, for either teenagers or as young adults, you see that there's certain things that seem to come up 
over and over again. And the first one, and there's two syndromes for this. I call the first one provider syndrome. So this is going out of your way, sometimes taking very high risks to provide. And very often it's weird because it comes out as seeking simply money or accolades and not actually trying to provide for something or someone. Not in all cases, but very often, right? And so men are going out of their way simply to provide or get money or accolades or often material things. This isn't a bad thing in terms of the impetus and the desire to do it, but how it's brought out is often. Sorry, I've been ill for the past two weeks, which is why you lot haven't had a podcast. I'm trying not to cough down the mic. Um, <clears throat> but in terms of provider syndrome, it's often manipulated. Um, and I think what's interesting about that is that when it comes into adulthood and just men's work, men, especially when it comes to working long hours at very high pressure jobs they put in more hours and they work more overtime simply to provide the second syndrome is called the sacrifice syndrome so this is about men doing more dangerous jobs generally like in the armed services and construction and things like that um and one of the things i really appreciated was that men are raised almost to sacrifice themselves and this isn't just true sociologically where you, when you want to, or historically when you want to look at wars and the jobs that we're doing now. But I think even biblically it's quite an interesting one. Um, uh, Bible, um, a Bible scripture that's often used is the one where men or women are told that they must submit to their husbands. And that's usually used isolated, which is wrong. But I think what's also interesting is that the the part of scripture that that belongs to is immediately followed by and men um, sacrifice um, what is it? let me get it right actually so that I don't lie right so the bible scripture is Ephesians 5 21 to 33 but generally it's wives submit to your husbands and um, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it um so yeah, you know, sacrificing is kind of embedded in the male psyche, the male purpose. So that's something to bear in mind as well. So men's purpose hasn't changed. It's just adapted and we're struggling. We need to find new ways to provide, defend and elucidate. The second point is to accept that being a man is hard. Now, before any of the women or over-apologetic men get on to me. I want to make something clear. I'm not saying it's harder in comparison to being a woman. I'm just saying it's hard. So what I mean by this is that um, we need to start finding solutions to our own problems like mental health and talking to each other. Not necessarily... Um, well, I've heard a lot about we should be talking more... Um, especially to women and I've I've often found that a lot of my breakthroughs have come from somebody who's experienced the very same thing that I've experienced especially as a man um, and let's hope to shed some perspective or some hope on my situation and I think that's really important because a lot of times I do hear um, from a lot of you know campaigns which is good 
that men should be more vulnerable. I think how it often gets portrayed is that men should be more vulnerable to women. And I think sometimes that's that can be used as a tool to either manipulate or validate a relationship or somebody rather than help just genuinely help somebody with no expectation in return. So that's something I want to make clear. I think it's important that men talk more to each other about some of their issues. Not everybody, but to safe, encouraging, um, practical and pragmatic people. I think that's also important. Um, Talking about toxic parenting or the lack of. So this could be, you know, moms, dads, um, or the lack of having certain figures in your life. I think this is important to accept that it does have an impact. Very often we hear about daddy issues in relation to women, but we very rarely hear about, um, I think mainly from men, to be fair, about issues from having toxic parents or a lack of a parental figure in your life. And then also about relationships as well. Like, I've never been perfect at relationships, and I hold strong to the day that, to this day that um, I will never be perfect but I do try hard and in the relationships that have failed um, I've always taken away learning points and I think it's become better I've got become better at taking away learning points because I've had men who've helped me reflect on what I was accountable to and how I could have made things better but also helped me to understand women a lot more and to be fair women have also helped me understand women a lot more a lot more let me not lie um, but I think by accepting that certain things were difficult and that I was finding certain things hard, finding answers in people who've had similar experiences to me, who could give me really good and positive answers, um, was important. I think as well, truly applying ourselves to our work and our families. This is something that <clears throat> Warren Farrell brings up in terms of very often men have to choose between their work and their families. So remember when I spoke earlier about provider syndrome and sacrifice syndrome putting in more hours, doing more dangerous jobs to provide for your family, but you don't get to spend time with the family that you're providing for. This was something that was really interesting to me because I've had it in the past where I've been told, you know, David, you're working too hard. You don't really um, spend time with your loved ones. And I think I've realised why, and it's something I need to work on more, but I know that at least it's something that I can be aware of and I can manage more. Um, because for me personally, I don't want to, I don't want to be a family man until I can provide for that family, whether it's resources or time. And so for me, working hard now means that I can take care of my family later. Um, and then I think in terms of the last part about accepting that being a man is hard, you know, just having role models and mentors who are positive and pragmatic especially within teaching i mean working within educations educations you know working within education there's i cannot stress to you how much young boys and i think especially in primary school and early years how much young boys need men around this isn't to say that women aren't doing a fantastic job already they are and they will continue to do so but from my own experience as of being obviously a child within the education system from working within education and now becoming a teacher i realized the impact that men can have in terms of bringing balance and a different perspective to everything from attainment to behavior i cannot stress that and in terms of dealing with 
boy like like it's funny actually because in the Gillette advert they say you know boys will be boys in regards to certain boys behavior I think if you've got a man whose sole job literally is to help a student progress and improve as a teacher especially within education they can't help but acknowledge the fact that certain behaviors are going to stop somebody moving forward in their lives because that's their job and so they have to they have to address it so that's all part of um, the second point <clears throat> the second point which is that accept that being a man is hard and then lastly the third point is that we need more fathers in the boy crisis Warren Farrell talks a lot about fatherless men often not always beget more fatherless men and they reference a lot of different groups um, everything from gangs to terrorist um, terrorist cells like ISIS um, he talks about how <clears throat> You go looking for a sense of belonging because you don't necessarily have somebody to look up to. Um, and so you go looking for that in other places. And I think what this shows is that, or doesn't kind of ex, um, expose, is that there are plenty of great men doing great things and doing great work. But the voices of those who need to do better and the experiences of the women, children, workplaces and societies that are suffering from letting the team down... Are becoming louder in speech or act. Um, I remember a lesson actually I was doing for International Men's Day, and one of the tasks I asked was for the students to just simply think about a positive male role model in their lives. And for an overwhelming amount of them, they couldn't think of one. Not one, from home, with their friends, or even within their schools and the thing the issue was that it's not that they couldn't I don't think I think half of the issue may be genuinely that they've never experienced positive male role models but I also think that they don't know what it is exactly that they're trying to value right if we look at how we as a country in the UK treat Mother's Day and Father's Day Mother's Day is pretty much another birthday it pretty much is and it's not an undeserved one let me make this clear it's not an undeserved one but when we think about the the value we place on a man's life, which goes back to the whole sacrifice syndrome that Warren Farrell talks about, where men are raised almost to be ready to be sacrificed, it makes sense. You don't put value on something that you almost deem to be disposable, right? And so I think it's really, really important that we start to acknowledge and make more of a make more noise um and and do more acknowledgement of the positive acts that men contribute uh, to society because i think we i mean i'm not saying i'm not so much spent a lot of time but i think we do need to now make more of an effort to do that um and it was interesting because i was in a class the other day and they were asked which demographic do you think has shown the least progress in the last century and the options were between race, religion, disabilities and gender. And to be totally honest, I couldn't argue with myself when reflecting on whether or not men have progressed much in terms of attitudes in the past century. I think it was just last year where they've made upskirting illegal. So upskirting, for those who don't know, is taking a picture of a woman's knickers from underneath her skirt. And you're like, it's taken this long to get this far. Wow, we've got some work to do. And in some places, 
they still think that there's nothing wrong with us. There is plenty wrong with us. We are increasingly becoming expensive. We are not taking care and responsibility of sometimes the very lives we create. And we're finding this hard and we're not talking to each other about this experience that is hard. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Some from both sides. But I'm going to focus on our side as men, as boys. Because I think we need to start taking accountability for the fact that we're not perfect. But we should try to be better. We should try to be great. We should try to be our best. More consistently than we are our worst. And my fear is that not only are we not doing it, we're struggling to do it. And we don't even know what doing good, being better and being at our best even looks like. Let alone having a communication with those that are doing those very things. And yes, this is hard. To, it might be hard to hear. And I'm not sitting here trying to virtue signal. I'm not perfect either. I try to be my best every day, but I don't get it right. But I at least know what I'm trying to hit. Because I grew up in a household where my dad wasn't in the home, but he was always present. And I think that's something that the statistics don't always show, is that sometimes, you know, parents... Families don't, well, parents don't always get on. Sometimes it is best if the parents do split up. But my dad was still there in my life. And so I think it's important that we do take these things into account, that we are, as long as we're trying to genuinely be better for the world. Because that being said, there is hope. And a lot of us are doing good and great things. I think we just need to do more of it, get more men doing those good and great things. And hopefully start to begin getting the recognition i'm not talking awards i'm not talking you know extreme thank yous i'm not even talking about the the basics like feeding a child or um going to work i'm not talking about those basic things i'm talking when we've gone above and beyond right because of the fact that we are men and we we've managed to harness our our skills to provide value to the world in a purposeful positive way that helps people in a way that's compassionate and empathetic the softer skills that we now realize that as men we're having to learn because the field of being a man the game of being a man has changed we've gone from hunting um for food to now going to work in a suit so the game has changed but our purpose hasn't. We still need to provide, we still need to defend and we still need to elucidate. But the game has changed in how we do it and we need to adapt and we need to get better at it. Because if we don't, it's going to make a lot of people's lives a lot harder. I don't think we want that. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Lead Your Legacy. My Twitter and Instagram handle is at shepherd underscore e27. And for Elliot Shepherds, it's at es underscore leaders. If you have any dilemmas or questions, please send me a DM or send an email to the address in the description below. Check out our website www.elliotshepherds.uk and help us to reach our 2020 target of 200 free personal development courses and 20 free workshops. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and please share the podcast and rate or review it. We look forward to the next episode and remember, 
leave your legacy.